On today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition, are phones focusing too much on camera development? Who actually pre-purchased that Cybertruck? And we speculate heavily on the Nickelodeon library coming to all access. Uh, shouting out to our international buddies in Paris, Scotland, Maine, D.C., London, and all over the place. And I want to use that as a segue to backpedal into the CBS All Access streaming stuff where we're talking about Nickelodeon content. We know that CBS All Access does not have an international presence as the app itself. A lot of the content is licensed and distributed through other platforms such as Amazon Prime. Do we know how this is going to impact that sort of thing? Do we know if CBS is working on developing the app for an international audience or if this content will itself resurface in a similar fashion licensed to other third-party platforms? Okay, to be fair, we know nothing. Yeah. We do know that um, shows like Star Trek Discovery are on Netflix internationally. Mm -hmm. Um, The Picard show will be on Amazon Prime internationally. So just because in the U.S. you see it wind up on one one service, it doesn't mean it'll be that way, especially if the service doesn't exist in your country. Like, it can't do anything if CBS All Access does not exist in in England. I can't do anything about that. It's kind of like a better call Saul is on AMC in the U.S. and it's on Netflix everywhere else. mm -hmm. I would imagine that those deals for CBS at the time for All Access to syndicate, essentially, mm. Picard and Star Trek to these other mm. other places was before the whole, oh, wow, we're mm. going to be mixing up our, our service with this mm-hmm. giant content monster, which, again, will be our parents. So, hello, giant content mm. monster. It's good to see you. And it's not just this case. Like, um, AT&T's uh, DC Universe service, their Titan show, is a Netflix international original but in the u.s you have to be on dc universe to stream that or, or i think this first season's on blu-ray now um some some of the shows that are more streaming mm-hmm. oriented are on cable in the u.s and they're not on any streaming unless you watch it on cable or you buy it before it goes somewhere else so it's we complicated figured in several years maybe there might be these you know, hubs that you know, Amazon will continue being Amazon and Netflix will continue being Netflix. I bet HBO Max will have a global presence. As for CBS, all access, they're going to get tied up with Viacom and the Showtime stuff. Is that all going to be in one giant app? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It's just pure speculation. It's also, yeah, how much money could they get out of you? That's basically mm-hmm. how this all this works. Like, how much money can a company make? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you know, well, let's put Big Bang Theory on mm-hmm. HBO Max and get yeah. a half a billion dollars. Bundling. Like, bundling is... Already back with the Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN, ESPN Plus. Plus deal. Um, more bundling I expect to happen in in what I would think, which would be going back to cable again. Super but, bundle. But Give yeah. me all the things I don't want. <laughs> One price. Uh, Matthew Datcher asked, does anyone actually want a truck that looks like it belongs to RoboCop? Uh, dovetailing off of that, what if Bob the Builder fixed Cybertruck? <laughs> Well, he does fix things with hammers, so he might, mm-hmm. he could smack things on the side. Can he fix that? <laughs> that would be a great crossover every time you got Cybertruck a little, can, can Sorry, he fix it? laughing about Elon Musk and Bob the Builder Does anybody mind. want a car um, that looks like that? I mean, I'm People sh- do, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I think for most people that are looking and be like, what the heck? But there are people who are buying it and. I mean, like 146,000 of them, right? Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It's worth noting that that is a thing and people are putting their hard-earned dollars toward it that doesn't mean you have to or that anyone else is or that's even necessarily desirable yeah i think there is an audience for it though there are cars 
and design. I mean, it, that's somewhat of a personal thing. Mm. When somebody picks a car, like they identify it with yeah. it, unless they're like, "This is a Corolla. I'm a Corolla." Yeah. I don't think anybody ever says that. But when you're going to go out and buy a premium car, you're kind of seeing something about yourself in mm -hmm. it. So are people angular and evil mm -hmm. looking and also can be broken by steel balls? Yes. And yet we also, and to be fair, we haven't talked about the inside of the truck, which I'm hearing for fans of trucks is well kitted out. Okay. And that itself might be the value there. Maybe it's super utilitarian. And it's like, I know that, like it, it could fit an ATV in there. I was reading um, before we started. Yeah, it's definitely not for like your everyday going to the supermarket kind of haul truck. <laughs> or it'd be overkill. A little uh, flashy, bit. flashy overkill. What was the price on that thing again? And how does it compare to other vehicles out on the road right now? Uh, Mike's on that. I don't have that number in my head anywhere. I, pr I probably do. I just don't know if it, it corresponds to the vehicle because I can imagine quite a number of numbers. I was just surprised by this comment in the chat that said, uh, it doesn't seem like a bad price compared to other trucks, which I have a hard time believing. So reserving the Cybertruck costs $100 with options ranging from $39,900 to $69,900. That sounds competitive, actually. Production will begin in late 2021. It really does. I'm yeah. honestly surprised at that price. It's uh, more like a Lunar Rover than anything, I think. Yeah. Uh, CKT is buying one? Really? Did you put the down payment in already? It's only 100 bucks. I think anybody could have done that. Like, <laughs> There's no. got to be some form of liability, though. Like I mean, people can just cancel their pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> So like, oh, you were serious about that? It's like, oh, sorry, <laughs> I wasn't serious about that. Uh, wow, I, I'm honestly surprised at that. Uh, keep us posted. Tell us what your experience is. We always like to hear feedback. Um, if you do, if you have legitimately gone through with the uh, pre-order, and if and when, when, when are they supposed to be street date? Uh, production late 2021. I don't know when that would mean for the reveal, the release. Since it always seems to be like, I remember when the Model Threes came out. People began getting them, mm -hmm. but then it was like maybe up to a year on the wait list for some people, even if they began from the beginning putting an order in. And Tesla's had issues meeting demand mm -hmm. at any significant uh, pace. Yeah. Wow. And uh, DC417 is telling us that the uh, Ford F-150 is currently at 28000 out there. So that is a pretty competitive price. Mm -hmm. good, good, good for you, Muskie. Good for you. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, any apartment dwellers out there who have an electric vehicle, how do you deal with charging? Now, this is a great conversation to have. I, I don't have an electric vehicle. I don't think anyone here even owns a vehicle because we're in New York. Um, what about this? How common are these becoming? I saw this really great viral picture the other day of somebody who converted like an ancient gas station into an electric charging station in the middle of nowhere. Uh are these things actually common? Because I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff when I don't need it. I check do the maps know anyone on every staff? now and again. I know again. Ashley Esqueda has a Tesla uh, out in L.A., but do we have any other people around here that we know are, are driving electric cars at CNET? I would think that – I don't know anybody personally that has one, but I would think that if you have it in an apartment, you're hoping that you have some kind of parking structure that supports an electric vehicle. Because I know if you go to parking garages, you'll see those spots. Mm -hmm. But I don't know – how it would work in general. I think if, if you're a fan of that and you happen to live in New York City, then you've already done the research as to how far you are from a charging station and you treat that charging station like your gas station mm -hmm. and you get there as much as you need to. But yeah, in this in this urban environment, it's odds are you're not driving every day if you own the car. 
I mean, j- just from noticing from my friends who do drive, period, and they have keep a car over here, it's usually more like maybe two to three times a week, maybe for a Costco run or something. Um, but beyond that, like, it's just it's just too much trouble in this exact environment. But elsewhere, when you have a house, it's easy. At least then you plug it into mm-hmm. your garage. Do we have any idea what market is really kind of most uh, saturated with electric vehicles? It's probably like Los Angeles or San Francisco, right? I'd be taking a guess here, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't sure. I I'm thought- going to say Oklahoma City because I have no <laughs> idea. Saskatchewan. Uh, next question, shifting gears over to Samsung. Say, Brian says, I know a lot of YouTubers focus a lot on phone cameras, but do the average people actually care that much? Uh, are phone manufacturers spending too much money on camera development? I want to go ahead and jump on board with this argument, too. Are they spending too much on cameras and not enough on the damn phone itself? No. When it comes to screen technology, that's kind of... You can you can cram more pixels into it. You get your... Maybe the things that you want in the future are cameras underneath the display, so that way you have this uninterrupted this display in the front. When it comes to something that's easily toutable and something that's easily shown is definitely camera quality. So if even though they're putting more and more efforts in the back, there are other bells and whistles I think people do take advantage of that they, they don't even know that they're paying attention to, to like optical image stabilization. Like why isn't that picture blurry? It's because it fixed it for you. Or if it's a low light situation, if you don't have to think about it and your phone is doing that uh, and taking it at the right exposure, that's really helpful as well. So I think since the camera is so important on a phone at this point, like the other apps are almost negligible. It's like, does Facebook run on it? Yeah. Does Twitter run on it? Yeah. Does this, that, and the other thing? Yeah, fine, whatever. But how are the photos? And the other thing is I've always been staring at phones for their video quality, but the only one that seems to really service that is LG, which shows mm. you nobody else is really thinking or caring about how great is the video quality. Yes, iPhone's got great uh, photos, but that seems to be the real focus, no pun intended, of these phone companies. LG's phone also has like really good speakers. And I think music is an area that people use their phones for more than they realize, mm-hmm. um, with, without headphones even. And so like them, and part of the reason why I even got the Pixel phone last year is because at the time they were the only ones with really good night quality, uh, night, night sight. Yeah, night sight. But now insane. every single manufacturer has that. In some way or another, it's different on like the the iPhone version of it's different from the Samsung version of it, different from the current Pixel version. But of they're it. also way beyond what we had like years ago. Yeah. So even the worst one right now is way better. Yeah. What I mean to say with that is that like there's so much room on that services side that I feel like you you can only go so far on the hardware side and only get so ridiculous. But if you can keep improving how the phone actually works and the device actually works. There's there's an, a sellable argument there if it actually does improve your lifestyle. It's time to speculate wildly. What is that rogue six camera-ish dot in that uh, camera bump? It's a laser sight. Uh, it's, <laughs> it fires out a laser on your targets. And you, Heat vision. And no, that's how not. it works. Heat vision. <laughs> As for infrared imagery, it's uh, like the Predator. So if you want to make sure you can see body temperatures, also it can see through walls. It can do all of these things. Or radar, but I don't think, even though that's in the newest Pixel, I don't think radar is where we're moving toward unless something drastically different changes with the Pixel 4 that makes it so much more useful with it. Yeah, it could find you. It'll ping your body. Oh, gosh, no. There you go. You think realistically it's something along the lines of um, 3D or augmented reality implications? 
I mean, it could, uh, maybe it mm. could be a second time of a like flight a sensor. Like a 3D scanner kind of thing? Well, I mean, that's how you can use the combination of the cameras mm. and the time of flight because it mm. can determine how far away something is. Maybe it does make it easier to scan things in real mm. time. I think the, was it the S10 or the Note? They actually did show off some kind of thing where you could like rotate around an object mm-hmm. and like make it dance. I remember it was like a teddy oh. bear or something bizarre. Um, so maybe that's what it's for, dancing teddy bears. Uh, and let's go out on a high note today and talk about Nickelodeon. Let's get nostalgic. Okay. I wish they would have given us more details because honestly, that's the only story I care about today. Yeah. Well, that's great to hear at the end of the show. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for not saying that in the beginning of it. Yeah, right. I mean, it was not that it was buried in the press release, but it was like, I think, third line, like top line, service launches, cloudy the chance of meatballs, danger, service begins, final line of this one, two, three, four, five, six headline, Nickelodeon joining growing roster children's programming. Yeah, that's the thing most people care about. And I don't think CBS All Access realized that that would be the big hook. Or they knew, but they knew they couldn't say any properties because it's still being figured out. And so they wanted it in there, but they didn't want to top line that and then be expected to provide from that point on. Having Inspector Gadget, by the way, I think is a big... I remember watching that on Nickelodeon, even though it's not a Nickelodeon show per se. Mm-hmm. But um, well, didn't Nickelodeon make new episodes of it somewhat recently, or Netflix did, or somebody Netflix did? did. <laughs> then they like reboot it. And There's CG. actually like a triple Inspector Gadget thing right now, where CBS Alexis apparently has the um, classic show, and then Disney Plus has the Matthew Broderick Inspector Gadget and the sequel starring French Stewart. Um, check me on the actor for the second one. I'm pretty no, sure you're right. right. And <laughs> and then yes, Netflix has the brand new Inspector Gadget series. So odds are if you're paying for streaming you're gonna get inspector gadget on something right now in one way or another that is a strange strange property to be everywhere x-men nowhere (laughs) but inspector gadget everywhere i thought x-men was on disney plus now not yet i mean the cartoon is yeah yeah but not not the movies oh yeah well those are fox properties so which disney owns yes and occasionally pop into HBO in terms of that cycle that has nothing to do with deadpool's available on fx now right now Mm. like for None of this makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, so Inspector Gadget everywhere. I'm, I'm really curious what they're going to get. Because if it's if it's exclusive, are they going to be originals? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be what? Like it's, it's unknown. I think they are really missing an opportunity to pander to the millennial as mm-hmm. we all live and breathe by our nostalgic and our IPs that we grew up on. Like I give my right arm to have Ninja Turtles out there somewhere. What the hell, CBS? Um uh, but that could nice happen later, way, perhaps. I'm get fired for that statement. But. That might happen later, though. The episodes they have access to, they might eventually bring over. They might also have, they're probably trying to figure out how to do, and this has already been done, though. I'm thinking about the international version of, of Turtles, where you have the whole nunchuck problem. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but that's been long since put to bed. That so they would have to have... Called Ninja's Heroes. Right, but they would have to serve up that version of Turtles in each country, Right. I guess. You'd have to check your local mm. laws to see if Ninja Turtles is is viewable. Then again, the movies must be somewhere, right? Uh, There's so many different kinds of movies with different I rights. I think the new Michael Bay movies are like on Amazon Prime or something, if I remember correctly. I think, yeah, there's Prime, and I think IMDb TV has Out of the Shadows. Oh, yeah, they do have that one, yeah. Yes, you can I watch bookmarked that. Out of the Shadows with, with pro wrestler Seamus and also giant CG turtles. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestler Seamus was easily the best part of that movie and steven amell from arrow that's true he was still in that he movie? was easily the yeah. worst part He's of that movie sequel. oh man 
think I just ticked off. The high notes has disappeared. Can we go? Can we go back somewhere else before we sign off? All right. What do we all want to see as far as Nickelodeon properties? I want classic Nicktoons. I want. I mean, even though they are out there right now, a lot of them are on Hulu with Rugrats, Hey Arnold, Mike. You mentioned the reboot movies like Invader Zim, Rocco's Modern Life, are on Netflix. But I would love. I really wish I could see. Ren and Stimpy come back to life somewhere, even though there's a lot of controversy surrounding the the creator of that show. Look it up. I don't want to get into it here. The Rugrats reboot series is still on tap to debut sometime in the next year or two. And well, that does if that, mean- that came out with this uh, at any point, it doesn't have to be now, but even later, that would be that would be pretty cool. Does that mean that will come to CBS All Access too? Who knows? That's we don't know. Yeah. But uh, it's all speculation but, now. But it'd be cool. I'm with you on Ren and Stimpy. So it's fun to explain space madness without having to go to daily motion to show what that means. Yeah, right. Uh, Eric wants to see Double Dare. Uh, Brian wants to see Doug. Uh, Doug was a classic, but let's be clear. It has to be the Nickelodeon Doug, Mm -hmm. not the Disney Doug, because that was trash. I have been watching Disney's Doug on Disney Plus, though, because it's there and the people still, it's still the voice (laughs) actors. It's still the creators. You should still support them. Because it's there. Wasn't you still Billy support West? them, though. No, you should still support the people who made Nickelodeon Doug. A lot of them were on Disney's Doug as well. But it was Billy West who continued doing the voice mm-hmm. of Doug. It was? I thought he left no, it. it. I think oh. it changed for it Disney. Did it change? But not everyone was changed out. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, Rich, what about you? What uh, what Nickelodeon classics are you into? Uh, I didn't watch much Nickelodeon. No? I didn't have cable as a kid. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. Put you on the spot. I know. No, no nostalgia for it or whatever? Nothing? No. All right. <laughs> Mike, what about you? I, mean, I loved the Hey Arnold movie that, that came out. Um, the new one, I, the recent one? Yeah, it was sad to me that I don't think it got the viewership that was hoped for, but it did everything I wanted it to in terms of like having a story that tied up a lot of loose ends. I'm not going to spoil it, but you should still watch it anyway. But it does tie up a lot of anything you were wondering about Hey Arnold um, in terms of his parents, in terms of Helga, in terms of why South America was involved because the show originally ended teeing up with this move this movie that didn't get made in mid 2000s and got made and debuted about a year ago now. I know nothing of this okay. until right now. Yeah, no, it was a very long wait to get those answers that were I think they were originally meant to be in the mid 2000s, but then something happened that stopped that from happening then and then a whole bunch of time later they were able to come around and like finish off that story. To be clear, we're not talking about rebooting all of these. Oh, we're just not. talking about bringing back the originals and mm-hmm. putting them on a platform so they can be watched. They'll never try to reboot Ren and Stimpy again. They tried it once. It failed miserably. Um, so, yeah, that that's not even a consideration on the table right now. Anything else that we're forgetting? Like, what about, like, Global Guts? Are they, I you mean, can't do that on television? Something. All that? I could see the Wild Thornberries ending up on any of the services because even though it's not like Rocket 90s, but it was very, like it hit that educational entertainment middle ground and then made a really good, their first movie was very good. I don't know. People need to see Kenan Thompson as the the French guy in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I forget what his character's name is, but it's one of the funniest yeah. bits on that show. I all agree. That. Oh man, all that was pretty darn good. I would love to see. Well, no, they just they just brought that back too, didn't they? I think so. Yes. Yeah, like with a whole new cast and everything. It's interesting mm-hmm. the legacy that came out of that, and the fact and that Keenan's an executive is one of the producer. longest running cast members on SNL now. Never thought we'd see that day. Pierre Escargot. Thank you, Pierre Escargot. 
Oh my god, I'm just gonna go watch all this after this. I'm not yeah. gonna get any work done. A lot today. of the older cast members are also appearing on that new all that, which I, I've only watched like the skits because they put the skits on YouTube with the original cast members who are guest starring in it. Oh, cool. Um, so Laurie Beth Denberg was in some, Josh, Josh Server was in some, Keenan, since he's involved. Um, show itself I haven't personally watched, but hopefully it resonates with today's because I would like that. I would like that show to exist continually for whoever the kids are. That show was ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. It was. All right, we're out of time. Um, tomorrow we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to have a very casual show. Probably not going to brush on any um, news, uh, depending. If anything breaks, we'll, of course, cover it. But we're looking forward to just kind of having a an easy day and having a fun conversation about your favorite intellectual property. So go ahead and start getting the juices flowing and think about this. Keep sounding off with your favorite nostalgia here on Nickelodeon. Uh Uh, I'd love to hear more. Help spark my memory if I've forgotten anything. Uh, But more importantly, if you got any ideas for the show tomorrow, it's going to be me and Roger and a player to be named, and we're going to have a Desert Island episode. So the idea is what what intellectual property, what franchise would you bring to you on a Desert Island? So, for example, if you you love Star Wars, you got access to every Star Wars movie, TV show, video game, and any possible way, necessity to consume that media. But... You can never see anything else ever again. No Harry Potter, no DC, no Nickelodeon, no anything. That, those are the rules. So we want to get your thoughts on this. Tweet at us, bring it to the show tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have kind of a fun day right before the big Thanksgiving holiday because obviously we're going to be off for another day there. So we're going to fulfill that with a kind of a screw, screw off show. But until then... Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and I as take us on out. Don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell so you can join us here live every weekday morning, except the days we're not here. If you have the chance, check out the links below to learn more about today's topics. Also, go subscribe to our audio podcasts. They're on every platform ever. For The Daily Charge, I'm Ayaz Akhtar. And I'm Mike Sorrentino. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us.